0: Episode 89 with Shamir Chada Singh. Welcome to the Heart, Sound and Gut Show. I'm your host, Anya Biondini, and we're going to be talking all things magic, mastery, and money. Yeah. Shamir, thank you so much for being here and for joining us today. Welcome, my pleasure. <laughs> Good. So I thought we could start by just talking about how we met, which was interesting because you were doing a live activation with our friend, our mutual friend Katie Jane Wright and Crystal on Instagram. And it is just so interesting because you can think of social media as being kind of impersonal because you don't have that connection. But That's how we were connected. And when I look at your social media, you're so comfortable and just yourself I'm always just amazed about how clear your presence is through social media. And that's not true for everyone. So I was wondering if you could speak to that.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for sharing that reflection. Um, oh, there are so many layers when when it comes, like, to that topic on, on social yeah. media, transparency, Definitely. authenticity. Um, and I think when we talked earlier, there was, like, a reflection in terms of, yeah, me just being comfortable with yes. sharing sharing my truth. Absolutely. And the truth of what comes through is not necessarily in the box of three-dimensional reality. Mm-hmm. It is like out of the box. It's <sighs> it's working with, with different energies and frequencies, mm-hmm. the grid lines, the collective holographic field of timelines that we are part of. And my journey into... Like spirituality has, has been quite a long journey and I've faced a lot of a lot of challenges for expressing mm-hmm. my truth, was was challenged a lot and questioned a lot. And so I had to learn for myself to like shed layers of basically fear and fear of projections of others. Mm-hmm. Until I really have learned, I feel to embody. This multidimensional truth that I that I enjoy sharing now through social, through social media. These are like the channels right now, how I connect to people, share the information and the messages of it's a lot about the collective fields that are that are shifting, planetary, if it's in regards to the magnetic field of the planet, or if it's in regards to past timelines and fragmentations of timelines. That have been distorted which are now coming into balance as we are doing our inner healing as a reflection of of the collective harmony that is is coming in like really? we are still we are still heading like into like crucial parts and points like for the collective on the planet i feel where more of a momentum of people i feel need to come on track with yeah being truly who they are and who they've come here to be as multi-dimensional beings and
0: Definitely.
1: yeah it's my inspiration to to support this journey and share this journey and, at and you the,
0: do it, <laughs> it well.
1: i'm oh thank you and at the same time like you know social media in all its forms has so many beautiful and beneficial aspects and then at the same time it's like a platform for for marketing one's own work mm-hmm. as well and of course in that regards, there can be a lot of masquerade, a lot of, yeah, putting on or sharing things like from a very beautiful perspective in terms of like the marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. But there is like a difference if the message and what is coming through and what is being shared is authentic or if it is just something to, to create a momentum for, for clients, I mm-hmm. feel. And those are reflections also what is what is playing out collectively especially like in the field of of new age spirituality and healing Mm -hmm. where yeah it's a very delicate field where certain agendas can be communicated under the cover of like false light templates
0: okay
1: if that makes sense tell me more about that Pardon?
0: tell me more about that what are force slight templates
1: so um, people energies or frequencies that appear to be serving the evolution the awakening okay. and the light. but actually there is another energy or entity that's working through these frequencies people or energies and I feel now and now people are becoming more awake and more the senses are being cleared more that people really can sense, okay, what is what is coming from a true authentic place and what is coming from a place of a little bit of camouflage, maybe disguise where there's a pretense of, of transmitting something that isn't fully embodied.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's that resonance of truth that people are responding to, even if they're not constantly aware Wherever you do, your body knows when you're, you hear truth. I think that is what's coming through, and that is something that I think you you embody very well, particularly in your social media, because you do talk about some things which aren't, at the moment, mainstream, but you are so comfortable in that kind of that sharing and in that embodiment that the resonance of that truth comes through, even if, you know, consciously people don't know or understand what you're talking about. They can feel the truth of it, so it still, comes, it still comes across does that make sense
1: oh totally and that's what people reflect to me as well like they they feel it although they mentally don't fully understand it but yeah. our universe and how we communicate beyond the mind is more yeah. like resonance of frequency and if we can tap into that more and more which is part of like the collective awakening i feel the more we can really yeah fine-tune our senses to what is true and what is not true and what is true for us and what is going to support us and what not along
0: and there are a lot of kind of healers and kind of spiritual people who are on instagram facebook and all the social media platforms i think that's one of the things they really struggle with is that that delicate balance between fully embracing their truth and who they are and also not wanting to fully be seen
1: yeah i totally get that and there are yeah, it's it's challenging, you know, because many of us have experienced past lives where we were prosecuted for sharing these truths. And it is it's a delicate field, you know, like, if people expose themselves, you know, in the fields that are not really receptive to these truths, there are many labels and stigmas that can be placed upon really fast, you know, which... You know, if you're not, if you don't fully fit into like the 3D reality and you're out of that box, then yeah, labels can fall very fast, which which label people as mental, as crazy. But at the same time, these are just alternate realities. Very often that in the past hundreds of years, most people didn't have any access to, to tap into consciously but now at the same time more and more people are are just awakening spontaneously and are connecting to energies frequencies receiving messages from their spirit guides from the ancestors mm-hmm. from the unseen realms and it is it is just another reality that is that is as real as as the physical reality and when we look at quantum physics mm-hmm. you know we see that physical reality is also just an illusion if you look at atoms protons electrons the major the major aspect in what we perceive as matter is actually empty space. Yeah, so it brings up a lot of questions, I think, which are good to ask to oneself, okay, what is what is real
0: in life? Absolutely. And I do love that with quantum physics, that even what we think of as solid actually isn't real. Because that is just it blows your mind. And it's like, well, if what we think of as real, then what we think of as unreal is just as real. It's exactly. amazing. It's one is amazing. It is, it is mind bending though, which is just is a good thing. And I do think there is you're right, there is a mass awakening happening at the moment. And it does feel a little bit like the wild, wild west. Nobody really knows what's going on or what's happening. <laughs> We're all kind of in it together, which is amazing and wonderful and you know unsettling.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's unsettling. And I think for those who are in business, it's kind of their healing art in whatever form, you know coaches, healers, spiritual entrepreneurs, it is finding that balance of having that, wanting to help and bring the more light through, they know it's coming through that they're receiving. And that kind of, well, how do they do that in a way that's authentic and true to who they are and the light coming through, but is still somehow marketing and commercial and very kind of 3D and money. And it's, it can all get a bit messy.
1: Yeah, I I, I (laughs) totally agree. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky field to navigate in, you know, like how to stay true to oneself and not wanting to sell oneself out and not put on like masks just to get, to get more clients. And I've, I've just felt, you know, the more I can embody truth as we shared in the beginning, the more people are going to feel that truth on a resonant level. And that's what's happening right now on, on my journey, you know, like, through connections and also collaborations, you know, like there is a field that I feel and a network of people that, that are on the same resonance and frequency level that are just, just sharing this. And in that way, people are also more and more able like to, to become selective or filter out, okay, what, what feels true and, and what feels more like a mask. Mm -hmm. it is it is it's been a challenging journey for me like i i love what i'm sharing it is it is my heart's calling it is like my purpose and it has been my devotion and dedication for so many years but at the same time like i'm i'm not a professional in in marketing and setting up like social media strategies and so there have been times where it's been like Okay, how, how is this gonna work to, to support to support me in all aspects of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, still money is is the major means of exchange on this planet, of, of energy exchange. And so we have to we have to make our living with paying rent, paying for food and and it's all being supported in, in so beautiful ways. But then at the same time, you know, like from my perspective, this work of Of guiding people holding space for people for the inner transformation supporting them along the awakening journey from my perspective right now if one has a shelter has food all the basic needs met it's basically the most important thing that one can do on the planet right now and if one just sees how how other things are valued in monetary ways it's It's quite out of proportion and and I think if we if we look at certain things in general, you know like people in high corporate jobs you know like what they receive and and other people that are that are doing a lot of work and how and how much energy exchange they receive for that so there's there's like this this imbalance on the planet that is reflected in so many aspects, politically, environmentally economically. And, and part of this is, is to find, like, the true value of life for ourselves and also to learn to value ourselves in that way.
0: Definitely. And I wonder as well, particularly with money, which is always a fun topic in spirituality, is how much it's also about what people believe they are worth. Because one of the things that I find is kind of when my friends are in the corporate world, there is an expectation of, you know, high salaries. That's, that's just what they expect. Whereas in spirituality, kind of my healer friends, it's like, they're doing this to be of service and they want to give, but they also need to pay their rent. And it can feel a little bit like, not so much that they're not worthy, but like they shouldn't be charging for it. And at the same point, it's like, but that's not the world we live in right now.
1: Yeah. You know, if,
0: if you can't pay your rent, you can't do your work. And I think that balance does upset people because they want they want to give genuinely from their heart. And there's also a physical reality that we need to learn to be in and navigate. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's like, I can speak about my personal journey. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people that that are offering this work and this transformational services, like I, for example, I had a lot of, of past lives as as a monk, you know, mm-hmm. where like I wouldn't deal with money or financial matters. Yep. And so a lot of us have had these belief patterns and belief mm-hmm. systems that, like I had to work on, on releasing and allowing myself to receive that exchange as well and then also not now but in older days mm-hmm. um, just society was structured differently you know and um, the people that would support the community through holistic health shamanism the priests they would receive that energy exchange is supported by, by society, but mm-hmm. that social structures aren't aren't there anymore. So we have to find like other ways to make it work. And along my journey, as you say, it's it's also about learning to to value oneself. Mm-hmm. And so I went through different layers of, of this process. There was there was something something interesting, may, if I may share like an, an
0: Yeah
1: um it was about an art piece of one of my clients
0: okay and
1: and i just felt like really called to 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 purchase it and she she was as an artist also like in this in this delicate space of oh someone wants to purchase my art you know it wasn't like her main source of income but her art is like so beautiful and amazing Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to value it as well and so the task was, you know, for her to really tap in, okay, how much is this art piece worth to myself? And, and figuring that out and then asking, asking for that price. And in the same way, like, for, for this work, you know, that I'm offering right now, I'm, I'm also navigating, okay, this is, this is what it is worth to me, you know, my time, my energy, my exchange and and that's what i'm what i'm asking for right now and at the same time people that receive this you know these offerings
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they go into this valuable exchange of energy there is much more that they receive as well you know if something is like for free you know you take it for granted you don't really okay. pay too much energy or attention to it but if there is a certain amount that you need to pay or exchange for it then you will like really respect and honor what you receive so in in that way it's it's like a giving and receiving on, on both ends as
0: well definitely and i think when someone does pay for something whatever that is there is an investment yes of the money but also of the level of commitment so you know when i started coaching may you, know, you give free sessions people turn up or they don't because they've got no skin in the game they've got nothing to lose exactly. as soon as they pay something almost whatever they pay they come with a different level of okay i'm in this i'm committed so i think it's actually important for people to pay so they yeah. can invest in themselves because that's really what they're doing
1: yeah
0: yeah it's very true and i think you know navigating what we feel you know the work that we're probably sharing is worth the value and then putting out that into the world. I think it's scary for a lot of people. I think it's a really scary concept because it's like, okay, I value it at this and I just have to trust that someone will see it's worth, which yeah. is, I think, is difficult when you've got bills to pay because it's a, it's a lot about trust. And I think that's partly why we're working through money as a collective and kind of what it means to be spiritual and make money because it's such kind of, there's so much around money and so many stories and templates we have to undo. That's a really great way to get things clear <laughs> and out in the open. Yeah, yeah it, it's challenging to navigate.
1: Yeah, but I, I found as well. The clearer I am within myself, yeah. yeah, the less challenging it becomes becomes to navigate. You know, if I if I'm really like clear, okay, this is what a session is worth, and don't like try to bend myself yeah that's also the resonance that i send out you know yeah. that oh people will feel oh yeah this is totally worth worth what i'm receiving
0: definitely and and if, think...
1: if someone is like uncertain and unsure you know then that frequency will radiate out as well
0: definitely i think it comes back to kind of embodying your truth it's of, like, this is just who i am and people can sense that and they can sense that resonance of truth I think they do accept it because they receive it as truth. Whereas if you're kind of you're flip flopping, they're kind of like they don't know and they're kind of unstable and it looks unsteady. and That's what they pick up on. So then of course they're not going to value what you're offering because they're picking up the fact that you don't value or you're not either you don't value it or you're not confident in it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Which which I think also can trip a lot of people up. And I think definitely been there.
1: There's like an interesting interesting story. I was like in Singapore. Mm-hmm. and was offering sessions there and there was a certain amount that i felt to charge and and the people at the center that i was working at they said no you have to charge more because if people if people see that price they're not going to value it and there's a certain mentality especially if you work like with with corporate people you know like they they like to spend their money for something that is valuable and they rather like spend more money for something that is high quality you know and very often just an increase of the price is like a yeah symbolizes okay it is higher quality although it might not always be yeah but that's that's how like certain people think and feel and resonate so that was that was an interesting experience or reflection on what we're talking talking about as well
0: definitely i was talking to a a good friend recently and she's just had to double her prices and i say had to because what she was finding is that the clients that she was here to serve weren't valuing it because it was priced too low yeah like it felt right to her like in terms of the value exchange but for them because she was working with kind of ceos and leaders in corporates that wasn't at a level where they would value it. Yeah. They almost couldn't even see it. And then she was having to navigate that balance, just as you said with Singapore. It's like, oh, okay. But it's also been about what you, what, the value you put on it, but also understanding how that value is then perceived. Exactly. She was, she was pricing herself too late for people she wanted to help. And that was interesting to witness her navigate as well, because it's, it's on both ends of how you value it and how it's also perceived. Yeah. Which is yeah it's an interesting way of doing it and it always makes me think of well when I work with different healers and coaches think kind I of know how do I perceive the value exchange that I'm in giving and receiving and it's funny because nine times out of ten I will just even think about it if I'm drawn to it with that person yeah. you just you make the investment in the exchange yeah, exactly. because of that because of that connection so it almost doesn't matter what the price is and anytime I notice what I waive on like so, I really want to invest that is because, like you said, something's being reflected where they're not standing in their value. So, then I'm not quite convinced either. It's an interesting yeah. dynamic.
1: Yeah.
0: That's interesting to notice in yourself as well. Because <laughs> we're all part of the same cycle, we're yeah. all part of the exchange on both ways. Interesting. So, one of the things you mentioned kind of at the start is that you'd have to work through different levels of kind of fear to really embody the truth and love sharing as you do now yeah i think that's true for a lot of people that are still working through as layers of fear um are there any ways that you think we can kind of i guess clear the fear a little bit quicker so we don't get kind of caught up in that that storm of i'm not sure what to do i'm not sure it's safe um
1: so i feel and that was like Mm -hmm. my my biggest journey was um, yeah, clearing the foundational relationships in our life, the f- relationships to our mother and to our father. Okay. Uh, because that's where we received like most of our patterns of behavior, yeah. patterns of not allowing ourselves to be in our truth, where we were holding our truth back to please our mothers, to please our fathers, not to create... Too much of ripples in the family structures to maintain peace. And yeah, really, really doing one's own inner work is, is the most essential in this field in general, if one is offering like services in, in a holistic way, supporting other people. So, really doing one's own inner work and, and clearing one's own fears of, okay, what is, what is holding me back from my true and my full expression. And in that ways, yeah, like the relationships between our mothers and fathers are, are crucial and fundamental.
0: They are. They are foundational to kind of our our existence, really, because we learn everything from them, either from them directly or from their absence. But either yeah. way, we're deeply, okay, deeply yeah. affected. Yeah. And I love that. You know, it is about doing our doing our own work that to clear ourselves then we actually send out a much clearer signal to the rest of the world which I think is a beautiful way of looking at it
1: yeah it's been quite a quite a journey there were a lot of like challenges with with my family with my parents especially with my father but you know the journey isn't over until the journey is over and probably it's never, <laughs> never, never going
0: to be over yeah does it really ever end
1: and yeah now now it's it's like really amazing with my dad. Like he mm. he is twisted 180 degrees, and he's on a spiritual journey and went on his first self development retreat recently.
0: And, I love
1: that. Oh, it's it's really beautiful. And in that way, I feel like I'm really feeling and receiving the support of my ancestors, like mm. of my ancestral lineages, generations and generations back. I'm like really feeling them oh bless you dear you are here (laughs) to carry all of our wisdom all of our blessings all that we went through for you to be here now in this monumental time on planet earth so yeah i'm I'm just feeling like like that support and it's really beautiful
0: i love that and i think it's so easy for us to forget that there were generations of our ancestors before us who did their job to get us to this point where we can bring all through that wisdom and that knowledge through to this amazing time in history that we're living through. Yeah. So we never really stand alone.
1: Oh, it's it's so magnificent. Mm. And what we were talking about before, you know, like all of the the inner work is about making peace (laughs) with... (laughs) The layers that our ancestors passed on that, that didn't allow us to be in our truth or that brought up like challenges in our lives. But when we like alchemize these challenges, we actually realize, or that has been my experience, like realizing and recognizing, oh, these challenges were actually amazing and beautiful blessings for my journey.
0: Definitely. I think there's also great power in recognizing that we are. We we live out inherited patterns, which I think is a really amazing thing to realise because we can choose to change them and then kind of accept them and forgive them because they served at one point in time they served and now yeah. they don't so we get to change the story. And I think that's so much more empowering than to feel like you're just a victim of what's happened. Yeah. Because you're never you're never really a victim, but it is a different a different way of looking at it. Because yeah it's like even kind of the most challenging pattern at some point it served, mm-hmm. it oh, served yeah. somebody
1: <laughs> i mean you know like our ancestors what did they have to go through you know wars and survival on so many levels and yeah all of those ways of reacting and and patterns of survival they yeah they got locked into to the lineage into the dna and have been passed on and we are in this lucky position right now to to be able to step out of that and alchemize that is, like, it's so beautiful.
0: It really is, and you're right. You know, so much of what our just had to go through was just day-to-day surviving, and that's completely different from the world that we live in.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and we, I think, we also need to recognize that that they lived a very different life, and you know, honor that because that life meant that we're here.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it
0: doesn't mean we have to keep the patterns going forward. You know, we get to choose it because. Hopefully, we are, you know, ancestors of the next generation. So we get to clear it. We get to be that turning point.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Which is uh, quite a quite blessing.
1: Yeah, it's like an honor. Like to me, to me, it's it's like a true, a true honor. And yeah, my my mother passed away nearly four years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know your mother passed away mm-hmm. as
0: well recently. She did lost it, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, this was the first anniversary. Yeah,
1: and that shifted a lot again, like to another deeper layer and and level, because it's now, yeah, on our maternal lineage, we are like on on the forefront. You know, there is there we we are like becoming the elders, basically in, in I know. lineage.
0: Yeah. yeah, that just freaked me out a little bit when I realized that. I was like, oh my god i'm not ready because <laughs> i'm um, kind of what happened in my family is that my grandmother passed away for christmas in 2018 and then my, my mother my so mother and daughter nine exactly nine months a day afterwards so it's within the space of a year like the two generations before me both transitioned and i was like wait how am i next in line yeah. what, what just happened massive initiation yeah yeah, And not just obviously just the grief and the massive loss to lose a parent, but also kind of the initiation into, okay, I am now one of the elders of the family. And wow. Was, what, what, what happened? I'm, what, I'm not a child anymore? Yeah, that was, that was a lot to work through. And I think it's taken me most of the last year to work through different layers. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: lots of healing. And it, it's interesting when something where like that happens. Is you do realise, you know, in my, from my experience, is what a huge initiation the death of someone close to you actually is. It really plunges you into a, a whole different world. I yeah. just have to navigate and heal and look at and face and you come out a completely different person. Or oh, that was my experience, anyway.
1: Yeah, Well, oh, totally. It shifts the whole family tree and, yeah, you know like just just in the family structure you know it was like in Austria my dad my sister my mom and me and suddenly one person is gone and everything you know like a what is it you know like Tetris you know like suddenly something falls in place and lines drop and yeah, it, so much falls away and you find yourself in a totally different place suddenly you know
0: yeah it's like suddenly everything goes back to like ground zero and like everything has to be rebuilt again because yeah. suddenly there's like a massive like pillar in your life
1: yeah
0: just disappeared okay. literally disappeared but you know what i mean and it's like oh well we can't just go on with one massive pillar missing everything yeah. has to get kind of reevaluated and redone. and i think it kind of feel like a complete decimation of everything because you're back at ground zero And you have to rebuild. And what I've noticed that my relationships in the family have changed completely because my mother was actually, she was the eldest in the family.
1: Uh
0: And then we don't have like an eldest member anymore because now the middle child is now the eldest. Yeah. And it's like, oh, everybody's position just changed in the family. Like everything's changed. It's interesting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. mostly it's fine but it's interesting
1: yeah I, I totally I totally sense that as well and it, it takes a while until you find your new phew, your new position in that new construct
0: yeah definitely and it's interesting because you know death is, death is one of the things that's guaranteed so our ancestors have been dealing with this, this forever and until it happened to me I had no idea what a massive shift that would create in the family and so I never really thought about it to be honest yeah but it does it changes everything and it's in a very strange way a beautiful opportunity for the family to shift into the new positions you know because you have new elders
1: yeah and it's it is yeah it, it is really interesting like I journeyed really deep with my mother before her transition, and it is something that is a little bit neglected. I feel you know this transition into into death, and like really honoring that process, just just like birth. You know, it it's it's as important from a certain perspective. I feel, and yeah, really like no nobody taught me. I haven't heard anything before you know of how to consciously deal with, with the passing of of a mother like and it's i think it's really important to navigate these layers in, in a conscious in a conscious way because there's so many blessings and there's so much potential that can be received if these transitions are dealt with in a conscious
0: way i think that's definitely true and i think one of the first things that hit me after my mother died it's just how unprepared we all were to deal with something like that. And how, actually, how much society was unprepared to be just let you be with a grief because it's straight away things that have to get done. And it's like, wait, my mum just died. Give me a minute to breathe. But it's, You've got to go to this place and do these things. And It's like, there is no real space for grieving and to kind of work through that loss. And it was interesting. I mean, it was hard going through it but it's also interesting to witness kind of cultures or certainly culture cultures that I live in, kind of the way they handle death yeah. and grieving. And it's just, there's no space. There's no time, no intention given to it to allow it to kind of unfold and transform and yeah. to allow the beauty to come through. You kind of, you yeah. kind of get shunted through it, but like people aren't really comfortable with death. So they kind of, they just like,
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I, I
0: don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to look. I don't want to deal with it. Let's move on. And that was a really interesting thought. because death is a very natural, natural part of life.
1: Oh, it's, yeah, that's as sure as probably nothing else in life. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was true. Yes, it was very true. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're born, you're going to die as a given. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fascinating. I don't know if this is just kind of, I mean, obviously I'm in London. If this is just like a, a British thing, or a Western thing. But I had no idea that we were so culturally uncomfortable with death.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it's not just, I mean, it's, that was a very physical death. But endings are normal.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's so much of it, we just kind of don't look at it, don't deal with it, let's move on. And I think we missed something from that.
1: Yeah, I I feel that too. Like there is so much value in in consciously dealing with death, with endings. Yeah, so so much value.
0: Definitely, I think the risk is if you don't do that consciously, it just mm. Yeah, you know, it
1: doesn't
0: it doesn't disappear. If you, if you ignore it, it doesn't disappear. It just kind of stays and probably becomes a pattern for another yeah. generation to heal, which is. Not helpful. So, as you said, let's do our own work.
1: Exactly.
0: One of the most powerful things we can do at this time. So, it's been amazing to talk to you. We've talked about many different things: oh. social media, death, fear, money, <laughs> <laughs> all the good things, and um, but very, but very much things that people kind of need to talk about and think about because they are part of our experience. They are part of our human experience. So, thank you for coming and having this wonderful conversation with us.
1: Oh, my pleasure thank you for having me
0: you're very welcome now that everyone's kind of got to experience you and feel the resonant truth of your energy how can they stay in touch
1: oh you can connect via my social media channels right now mm-hmm. which is grid activations on instagram or grid activations page on facebook okay. i'm just in the process of building my website which is also going to be grid activations as mm-hmm. you can get from- <laughs> <laughs> That would make sense. Uh, yeah, I think those are the best ways. Um, maybe you can share my email address as well. You're welcome yep. to send me an Definitely. email. Yeah, and there are different ways of, of how I offer my work and my services. Like the name Grid Activations is how I do a lot of collective work. Mm-hmm. Uh, working with the planetary grid and the holographic field of timelines. Mm-hmm. And also when I work like individually with with clients in one-on-one sessions or like more mentoring programs, it's, it's about multidimensional embodiment. So it's understanding and learning to embody how we are one part in this holographic unified field on the planet and beyond, if that makes sense through the connection and through the awareness of oh we are our ancestors we are our past lives everything is from the past the present and the future is is actually only happening in this now moment and we can access all of these layers and bring them into conscious awareness so that's that's kind of the work that i share with people and guide them along this journey of embodying that
0: and thank you for doing the work that you do it's powerful Oh, Australia. Australia. <laughs> and I think we're going to have to have a whole different conversation about the holographic universe and kind of what that actually means because I think people would just be so fascinated by that. Hmm. Yeah,
1: I'd so, yeah, be up for that for sure.
0: Excellent. Well, for today, Tamir, thank you very much.
1: Oh, thank you too. Have a beautiful rest of your day.
0: thank you. Thanks for listening. Now head on over to amypinalini.com for more things for money and magic.